Slam Ale is bro. What up, bro? What's up? Don't be jealous of my beer, baby. <laughs> Those are hard to come by. Yeah, I had about, I have six. Well, now five, <laughs> four or five and a half left. Uh, and they're se- they're seasonal, right? One time release. Okay. So they only release X amount, and and that's it. So I bought them up. It's about twenty. What did I pay twenty six or twenty eight bucks a six thirty for, bucks for a six, pack, six, six pack. pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a 10 percenter. Yeah, so Bell's is a company up in Michigan. Michigan, yeah. So this is considered one of the best beers, uh, best IPAs ever mm-hmm. made. Yeah. And it's a one-time release. Tough to get. Yeah. And I've been blessed for Brody to actually let me have one. It's pretty dope. It's, good exp- <laughs> it's a good experience. See, guys, I am nice. Even though I say hateful, mean things sometimes, it's for the best. <laughs> All right. As always, thank you so much for... All the love you're giving us on social media, we, we see all the traffic and we notice that you guys are sharing this with your friends. So, and we actually noticed it uh, today, especially when we were looking at our downloads just after mm. a day of being released. And that was pretty crazy. Of, uh, yeah, episode 16. Yeah. Right. So that's our, I think it's our fastest that we've been, we got to 100 yeah. uh, downloads, which is pretty cool. And ec- technically we were getting around 200 downloads, I think is what our average had been. Yeah. But it's only, it's been less than a month since we hit 2,000. Yeah. And we're right at 3,000. Yeah, we're so right that shows around the corner from 3,000. So we're, now we're right at 250 downloads per, per episode. Per week. Yeah. Yeah. So which is, we've increased quite a bit just in a month. Yeah. And again, that's because of you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And a shout out to Jose Leva who won the drawing. And who knows? Maybe if you guys like that, we'll do another one in the future. Yeah, it'll be for $1 million. <laughs> when we hit that 2,000th episode. all right so today's topic yeah stop segregating your members what does that mean what do you mean what does it mean (laughs) (laughs) now uh so some gyms or some boxes that i've been to they will physically uh and chronologically separate their competitive athletes from the general population whether it is they have them train at a separate time or have them train in a separate area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also been part of gyms where everybody trained together and the, comp- and the competitors or the higher-end athletes would do separate work in addition to the work with the general population. After. After. Yeah. Not during. Not during. But it seems as if we've met some listeners who haven't experienced... Who, who, it seems we've come across some listeners that had some different experiences than what Brody and I are talking about. Yeah, I mean, I've met people that dropped into our gym, and I I see it happening across in, in our community, outside our community, across all our communities, and it's um it's real funny because when you get to talk to people who aren't doing that, and you get to see what they think, mm-hmm. that's when you uh, start really kind of um you got your ear to the floor then because you're hearing what what how it's affecting them the the eighty percent. 90%. 90%. Yeah. I mean, it's a high, a high percentage. I don't know, but I could be wrong because I have been in the past, but I think some gym owners do this with intention. They intentionally separate their mm-hmm. competitors yeah. from their, their everyday population. Right. But I think there are some owners that 
stumble on this inadvertently. Mm-hmm. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, they want to have their athletes separated so that way they can give them extra attention and focus on that. But there's a cost yeah. to that. Very expensive cost. Yeah. And then we're not talking monetary. We're no. talking in terms of your, your gym culture. Yeah, which is huge. So we talked about this in rep shaving. Right. The effect that a rep shaver can have on other people in your community. Yeah. Right. And, and then the, the fallout from that. And I think also, so it, it goes along the same lines as the rep shavers. It's going to have a secondary impact. Sometimes, mm-hmm. oh, like I said, owners don't care. Sometimes it's unintentional. Or the owners are involved. <laughs> or the owners are part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, this could go in many different directions. So let's talk about the ones where it's like an, un- an unintended consequence. You know, owner comes across a couple athletes that show up. You're like, hey, I have some competitors. You know, I can probably take these guys around to some competitions and, you know, spread our brand and let's make them stronger, faster, better. Or, or they get, the owner gets approached. Hey, mm-hmm. we want to compete. We want to compete and we'd like some extra work. Cool. So that's definitely one facet that you can, it can happen from. And what owner or trainer doesn't want that athlete to come up and be like, hey, beat me harder. Like, all right, let's do this. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So then when it happens and you wind up giving that person extra attention, it, something's going to happen. I don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be extra attention. It mm-hmm. just be, could be, okay, you've done our strength, you've done our wad, whatever they have programmed for that day. Mm-hmm. Here's the extra, extra stuff for you guys to go ahead and do. Just, you know, build your volume, you know, work on goats or wh- whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever extra work is, is available. So they give it to them, right? And then they go about doing it. And then this is where some fallout can start happening, right? Because if they do it with this intention, hey, Athletes approach me, want to do some extra work. I program it for them. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes what happens is, and this isn't, this isn't the majority, which we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they can start, like, they start to want only to do that. They don't want to do only the, the extra, the extra work. stuff by themselves with their little group. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't want to really be part of a regular class. The let's, general training. Let's say, let's say you have a, a gym that programs for your 99%. And I mean by that, it, um, it's, it's kind of a, um, they don't go past, you know, no heavy weights, mm-hmm. right? Light barbell cycling, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Guys like me, your general physical preparedness right, guys. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be a competitive athlete or you, that, want, you, you want to take the next step. Yeah. You, you can't can, do it with that. You can do that, but you need to do extra. In addition to, yeah. Absolutely. You have to augment that. So what happens is these people want to start doing just their additional programming. Uh-huh. Is what's what we call it, and um, and, and it's kind of skipping class, mm-hmm. right? Because now they, eh, I'm I'm above them, okay, on that on a different level. And I think it's incumbent on the owner trainer to address that as soon as they identify it, provided that they identify it, and provided they want to address it. Well, in that too, and don't we've want, talked about yeah, that. Some where people, people don't want to hurt feelings, yeah, and some people don't, can you know have challenges dealing with quote confrontation, mm-hmm. but if you want to do this to save your populace, it's the right thing to do. Right. So this is, this is, this can happen. I think in a lot of gyms, this is the way it, it starts out. It mm-hmm. happens is, you know, if you, you start, you're, you start off when you start a gym, you people are, you know, when we started, I was our best athlete, which I'm no longer, which, mm-hmm. you know, I've said, I, that's, it's not my job. I don't, you know, I don't have to be, I still have to be good enough, right. Mm-hmm. To test and test my programming, making sure that I'm, I'm getting out of it what we should, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's, 
it's not my sole focus. My sole focus is everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm secondary, right? So when that happens, you start getting, you have your, your higher end athletes that, you know, kind of separate themselves or mm-hmm. crushing workouts and they want this stuff. And Hey, yeah, let's, Hey, let's come in on Sunday and, and do a Sunday fun day, which is a huge thing across CrossFit now, mm-hmm. right? Do that. You got extra work through the week and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great, right? It, you're creating more training opportunities for your, for your population. And, but what we're going to talk about is when, when that gets, uh, there's a line and it, it's, it can be drawn in the sand saying, Hey, this is only offered to you and you, but not you mm-hmm. or you, right? You can't do that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about is if you're going to do competitive programming, it's got to be for everybody in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that people aren't being segregated. And so when we're talking about segregation, we're talking about that hard line where we have certain boxes that absolutely divide them. Right. You know, where your competitors or your higher end athletes have maybe their own area. Right. They only come in at a certain time or get to do what the fuck they want or get to do what they want. And yeah. you share that example that you gave me uh, while we were off the mic. Cause that kind of blew my mind where the one athlete just sort of just took over the entire gym. Oh yeah. So we had a guy drop in and this, this guy that dropped in is legit. He's a, he trained under, under Doug Chapman for a long time. And, uh, he's part and of the Doug Chapman is uh, hyperfit, hyperfit mm-hmm. up in Michigan. Right. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, back in the day, you know, what say six, seven years ago, hyperfit was in its full swing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of athletes that are still in the game that came from his mm-hmm. system. You know, Julie Fouché, um, um, China Cho. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the first uh, coaches to do that remote coaching. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So he's an OG of yeah. what probably Misfits is now, right? Yeah. Misfits, Comp Train, all those guys. Right. Outlaw. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, trained under him, actually coached under him, was coached by him within his competitive team. And we, you know, I love talking to people that's been in the game a little bit and mm-hmm. have seen the, the evolution, the evolution, the competitive side. And, and we just kind of talk about that. And we were talking about, you know, our programming and stuff like that. Great conversation. And, um, it was just, you know, I just, you know, threw it out there. It was like, do you know, what I fucking hate is when these gyms are sitting here and they have these competitive in quotations programming. Right. But it's only offered to a select few. And then the select few think they're the shit because mm-hmm. they're part of a competitive program. He's like, you know what, man, it drives me nuts. And this dude's solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great freaking athlete. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to mention, he, uh, he graduated from MIT. <laughs> so he's a smart dude as smart, well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, smart and strong. Smart, strong. Yeah. I hate you. And I can hate move. you. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> anyways, we were talking. He's like, you know, I can't stand that shit either. He said, you know, where I currently go, I was in class the other day. It was a 9 a.m. class. and um, this person is part of the, he put in quotations, competitive program, uh, in the competitive program, takes a rower, right? Pulls a rower out. And as classes, then the 9 a.m. class is going on. This guy takes a rower and puts it right in the middle of their class, mm-hmm. right in the middle yeah. of the floor. In the training area. In the training area as they're in class. This guy's doing, not even doing the class. He's doing his own thing. Uh-huh. He's like, you know what pisses me off even more is this guy can barely clean 185 pounds, but he's training for regionals. Uh-huh come on. Right. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. You're part of a competitive program. You think you're the shit, but you can't clean 185. or if you can, it's barely, I'm not saying that you have to clean all this weight, but if you're legitimately training for regionals, you know, 185, you better be hang power snatching that for about 15. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So 
uh, it's, it's, that's what happens. People get this, this sense that they think that they're starting to get better and that they are better than everybody else in their gym. And this is where a divide starts. And that's where we get that issue of competitors, certain competitors being placed on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you know, they feel like they're on a pedestal. They think that they're better than everybody else because they're part of this competitive uh, programming. Mm -hmm. And the reality is they're fucking equal. Okay. When we had our games athlete, she still, she had to come in before class, but this is when we're ramping up for games. Mm -hmm. She had to come in. We started at 7am, right? She had to come in. She had to do all of her extra work that we had programmed. We Mm -hmm. had three sessions a day. We had a a 7am, a noon, and then she hit the actual evening class with our people, Mm -hmm. right? So she would hit the 4.30 after that. She'd finish and hit whatever additional work was after that. And she would do that. She wasn't even allowed to sit here. To excuse herself. Excuse herself from everybody else because, and she was obviously on another level, Mm -hmm. right? Finished fourth at games on another level. But I set the precedent saying, hey, you're good, right? But you ain't better than nobody. Mm -hmm. You you, You might be a good athlete. Yeah. That don't mean shit to me because yeah, I'm I'm cool with the good athletes, but you you people who like to go in the corner and do their own thing, I mean, hey, if that's how you want to be and your gym's cool with it, that's fine. I know here that shit will never ever happen. Now, for us in our particular part of the world, we're close to a large military installation, uh-huh. and we get a lot of transient uh, members that come from other bases, and we have had some a uh, couple athletes come in and like, hey, I'm from X Y Z. You know, I'm following this training because I have this going on. Do you guys mind if I come in and work out at your gym? Nope. <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah. do our programming. Yeah, if you want to do our programming. Yeah. yeah. It's not because I think I'm the shit. It's because I don't care who you are. It could be rich fucking Froning. He's not coming in here. And here, and, but here's, here's what's funny, right? And, here, and, and I'm going to be dead serious on this. Your people who are at that caliber, they don't want to come in and ruffle feathers. They don't want to come in and be a disturbance. They're mm-hmm. actual legitimate athletes that are pushing for regionals, that are in regionals, or they're a games athlete. They don't want to come. They're in the, they're in the corner doing their shit. They mm-hmm. don't want to bother nobody. Mm-hmm. They have their own little thing set up. They're, going to, they're not going to be dropping barbells while someone's talking at the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. They're not disrespectful. And that's a majority. So Rich Froning, Yeah. He would want to, he would come in. I, I would almost, I would put any amount of money, someone of his caliber, he would, he would do our programming and then do his stuff after. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's a legitimate competitor. So people who are doing this disturbing classes, pulling rowers in the middle of shit, that's the people who think that they're better than everybody. And they're trying to like, Oh, Hey, look at me. I'm so awesome. Look <laughs> at me. I'm on the pedestal because I pay an extra hundred dollars a month for extra programming. Yeah. Cool, dude. I can pay that too. And I can clean just as much as you. But I choose, I like, I love the class atmosphere. And we brush on this a little bit, but the, the fallout from this, I mean, people are going to be unhappy. They are unhappy. Yeah. I hear about it. You know, I get drop-ins. We get drop-ins quite frequently, right? And I get them from all over the country. And this is, this is get, we just had one come in uh, last week. Uh, he's a pilot. And, um, you know, it, we were kind of just kind of talking about this. And it, it's annoying to the, your members. It's annoying to them that, no one is better than the next. It shouldn't, shouldn't be that way, right? You know, you don't get access to all the equipment while the class is trying to run class. And know? that was another story you said is that the, the competitive athletes were bogarting all the gear. 
to where they couldn't even hold a, I, a regularly scheduled class. Yeah. You tell me that's not going to piss your p- members off. Of course, it's going to upset people. And it's up to the owner to squash that type of shit. Or, be, yeah, or because those other happen. athletes, they're paying money to yeah. train as well. Yeah. They're paying the same money. Yeah. It, it, let's say they don't charge for the extra work or yeah. uh, competitive programming. They're paying the same money, but there's persons jacking the equipment. And now, now we have eight people and we had eight bikes, but these guys using one. So we have seven bikes. Now one, one person don't have a bike. Mm-hmm. That's stupid, right? So here's, here's what mom here. I know how I feel about it, right? I've kind of touched a little bit on my passion. I, I'm going to start using my passion <laughs> as that. I don't have my feelings for that. Um, but other people that I've talked to, it does bother them. It, it is a hindrance to them and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they will say something. Sometimes they don't. Um, but that's just the reality. Don't think that you're cool because you do additional stuff mm-hmm. and that you think you're better. Now, I've never been a part of a, of a community that, that has segregated as athletes, so mm-hmm. I can't speak from it firsthand, but just as we were talk, discussing this topic, like if I'm, an a- if, if I'm an athlete and I'm paying, you know, whatever my fees are to, you know, come train at this particular gym and I'm kind of treated like a second-class citizen, right. I'm, I'll probably speak up once. And if it doesn't get addressed, I'm probably taking my business elsewhere. As you should. You know, because that isn't cool. (laughs) You know, because if I'm the, because if I'm feeling that way, I'm pretty sure there's other athletes feeling that way. And maybe they're just not saying anything. You know, that's just. Some people don't like to speak out. Yeah. and, And as a business owner and as someone who's trying to build a community, that's probably going to wind up hurting your, you know, your reputation capital in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, though, it's the owner sees it. He knows it. He sees it, and it's like we talked to in the rep shaving. If you see it and you know about it, you do nothing about it. Now you're a facilitator of that. Now you're like, oh, fucking Brody, he thinks his competitive athletes are so much more important. And here, everybody knows how I where I stand because I my line is firm and hard. It will never be. It will never be budged. So it will. I don't care who comes in. You're doing our programming for the day. You're no better than anybody. I don't care. I don't care what it is. If you have, if you're a regional athlete and you're dropping in, then guess what? You can do your stuff after class. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, go down the road. If you, if they have open gym and let you do whatever, that's fine. That's just not, I will never segregate anybody here because all my members to me are important to the fact that, you know, I want the best for them, the best out of them, but we do have the athletes who want to take things to another level, I have stuff for them, but they know they have to complete our daily workout and strength. Mm -hmm. Then they can dig into it on the side. So if you're an owner and this situation, like we talked about earlier, kind of stumbles on you and now you realize, oh, this is not good for my community. Yeah. How do you put an end to it? Yeah. You got to bring the, your competitive athletes together and sit them down like, Hey, look, I want you guys to excel. Okay. I want you guys to do well, and I, I, I want to be able to facilitate and offer that for you. Mm-hmm. But what we can't have is you guys talking to the top of your voice when, I'm, when our trainer is trying to go At over the whiteboard, you know. instruction at the whiteboard, because we have, we have members who are, I don't care if they're first day or fifth year, they want to hear what you're saying, okay? This is my time, okay? You can't be yelling it loud and obnoxious. If I'm talking or someone else is talking at the whiteboard and you're dropping a barbell from overhead, don't be disrespectful. Mm. Okay. Stop your damn extra work. Who cares about your time? Get your volume in, right? Because that's what this is about. Everybody wants to put a time on everything. Get your damn volume in, but don't drop that barbell overhead. As I'm up here, just just hit pause. 
Okay. And then what we can do is once class resumes, the music's on, then you guys can continue your workout, but it's affecting our members. People are getting frustrated with it because they can't hear what we're saying at the whiteboard. So let's just, let's just tone it down a little bit and you guys can get your work in, but it's got to be, there's precedences that we have to, to start setting. Cause if not, uh, they're going to fucking tar and feather you guys. <laughs> it's just that simple. Or they're going to leave me and then I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I'm sure there's an effective way that you can offer this within your community without creating rifts. Yeah. So what's an effective means of going about deploying this and still maintaining good order and discipline, you know, within your community? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's what we do. And this isn't about the, Oh, look at what Brody does. No, it's, it works in the fact that I want over half our, over half our gym competes a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. From scale to RX. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some people are on a higher level than next as far as fitness, but they're not better than the next. So all of our additional programming, I do that on the side and that is it's available for anybody. I literally put it on our um, software system every single day. Everybody has access to it. Anybody that wants to do it can see it can track it and can do it. Okay. So first off, that's what you have to do. I, you have to make it available for every single person that wants it. Now, most people look at it and they're like, I can't fucking move from this workout. <laughs> and you want me to <laughs> do, do what? what? <laughs> yeah. So they usually just kind of, they're coming here, chit chat and they dip out or say they want to just jump on the bike and get some cows in whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's got to be after class. Got to make it available for everybody. Secondly, like I just talked about, they cannot disturb the ongoing class. Mm-hmm. The current class has access to all equipment. They have access to everything on the wall floor. You can't be walking, get in their way. If they need something, you get it the hell out of the way. It's their class. They're not doing it in your class because you don't want people doing it to you. Yep. So you don't do it to them. Okay. So the programming is there. It's available for everybody. You could do it after you do our, we usually have a strength, a wad, and then the additional work. Mm-hmm. And that our additional work can be another hour plus per day. And for those of you that might be new to the show, like Brody, Brody's an owner at one facility. I coach and go to a completely different facility, but I actually do spend quite a bit of time here, oddly enough. And he's one an thing, honorary member. And one thing I will speak to the culture of his box and his competitors is that a lot of times I can walk into the gym and sometimes I can't tell who's wadding and who's doing extra credit because it just seems to me like it's part of your culture that people just do extra credit. Mm-hmm. And, and when they're doing it, it's like they're it's part of their social time because it is. I'll, I'll see like, you know, some of the athletes will be on the bike, you know, and they'll just be, they'll do in their cows, you know, their max cows for a minute and then they'll stop and then they'll chit chat and talk. Okay. And the beat and the clock will go off again and they'll start doing it. Well, they'll start cycling barbells. So I think because you've created it in a manner where it's accessible to everyone and that everyone feels that they can do it, mm-hmm. that it's become part of your culture to where not so much as it's expected, but it's more of like, more opportunity to spend time together as a fitness family time together. And it's, what's funny is you, you say that it's part of the social, but we'll have a couple of people that are getting ready to hit the, our extra programming for the day uh-huh. and they'll start snagging people like, <laughs> Hey, what are you, you gotta, you gotta be anywhere. And next I don't thing, want to do this by myself. Next thing, they're roped in and yeah. they're like, they're halfway through it and they're about dead, <laughs> but they're still doing it because they don't want to let their buddy down, you know? And I love the aspect of it because I think having the additional work or extra program, whatever you want to call it, competitors, mm-hmm. right? We are, we're all competitors. I don't know. We're not special. 
Okay, we like to we like to take things a little bit further than um, most. Um, what's cool is when you do get a you get to rope those people in. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of times you can look at the workout right, and you're like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. They're looking at their app. They're like, I'm just look at our wad. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you can because guess what? You can scale it, mm-hmm. and that's another thing is, just because we run additional programming doesn't mean you can't scale it, right? Because when we have you know 300 meters of 185 pound overhead walking in um, your wad, yeah, yeah, in our additional our, our work, additional work, okay, right? And is we can take that down. Right. We can, we can change that, change the distance, change the weight. Yeah. And we would change the load on something yeah. like that. Cause we're, you know, we want the distances and that's just one, that's say one aspect of it, but we can modify that. And we want that. We, we, we encourage it because uh, as a trainer, okay. I know the impact of, okay. Three days maintains that fourth and fifth day at CrossFit is when you make your biggest gains. Mm-hmm. If you add in one extra day of extra, extra work, credit, yeah. okay, now their, their fitness is going to take a, a, another hike. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what happens if, because we offer it five, well, hell, we're here seven, seven days a week, <laughs> but you know, our Sundays are completely different, but yeah. um, now what happens if they dip into two or three days of that? Of now, extra, guess what happens? Extra work, yeah. Now they're, now they're their daily classes and the workouts are improving, mm-hmm. right? Because when I do it, you know, I program my, uh, my stuff for the cycle. Mm-hmm. And then my additional programming is fed off of that. Cause I can't fucking, I can't enter clash. No, right? I can't hit the same damn thing. I just hit my wad because if I do, it's counter, you're going to destroy people. So all my additional stuff and our people know this is if we did the workout for Monday, right. And whenever we're done, the strength, the, the workout and the wad, whatever the additional work is, is going to be, it's going to feed off auxiliary of that. to that. Yes. It's okay. not, we're not going to hit the same area. So let's say what we have Wednesday, we had 245 pound, um, uh, is a clean cycle. So, uh, 245, 170. First one was a hang power clean. Then we had 10 ring dips. Next one was a power clean, 245, 170, 10 wall balls, and then one full clean at 245, 170. And it was 10 dumbbell snatch. We had that for 12 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So that's a heavier day for us. So my additional work is going to be a lighter weight barbell cycling mm-hmm. and get the heart rate through the roof. When you say barbell cycling, can you explain that a little bit? You know, anything, I say anything over 10 reps, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we like 15s in here and, and above where we got to hold on. We got to go unbroken for a, uh, say, 15 power snatch or a 10 to 15 clean where we, we have to stay attached to the barbell where okay. we're cycling at a lighter weight. So we're, you know, we hit it heavy on, on that 245 mm-hmm. clean, um, workout. So we'll go a little bit lighter and let's say we didn't have a lot of, which that, that wasn't a cardio heavy base, even though when you get heavy, people don't realize that when you go heavy like that, it does fatigue your system because your, your CNS is getting crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do get some fatigue out of that but we take it to a little bit different level. Cause I think we had a 20 minute, uh, 20 minute AMRAP of a more aerobic, um, type workout okay. after that. So nice. everything's filtered in, you know, you don't have to do it that way, but that's how we do it. So in one way, shape or form, there's a cost associated with, with this, mm-hmm. whether it's financial or the, the overall, I guess, culture or the, the pulse, you know, of your community. So let's talk about those things that, yeah. you know, 
you know, monetary costs. You know, some gyms will charge extra, some gyms don't. Mm-hmm. I think it just really depends a lot on the philosophy of the ownership group and, and, and how much time they're investing into the programming. Because it's not just like you said, you don't just like take a dartboard and say, okay, well, we're going to do squats and pull-ups for extra work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got to be intelligently designed into whatever you already have. If especially if you're paying. Especially, yes. I think it should all be intelligent because if not, you could hurt someone. Right, you if you're if we're double dip and we just fucking did some heavy squats and we got heavy cleans mm-hmm. in here, right? Well, now they're going to be smoked. Now they're not, now the recovery is going to be amped up because their CNS is crushed. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to take two days to recover. Mm-hmm. Now they miss two days of working out, which that's not what we want. No. Right? We're about we want the volume in, but it's got to be smart. But yeah, you got to be intelligent when you're programming this. Um, you know. A, that doesn't typically happen all the way across the board. That's just that we've talked about in the programming episode. Mm-hmm. That's when people kind of outsource that shit because mm-hmm. they're not very confident in what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but my monetary is, I, what's that? I don't, is it Josh Bridges? It says pay the man. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. Pay the man training or something like that. I don't, that's what it Or says pay on, the fee? Is it, no, it's pay the, pay the man. man. Okay. That's, that's, that's what it is. You okay. don't pay me shit. You, <laughs> you, you, you got you to gotta pay the man because... I want, I'm going to give you everything I can for free. Mm-hmm. I don't charge anybody that I work with for anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they want to put the work in, they want to put the time and effort in. I got their shit. I yeah. got, I got you, bro. Like I, I, I want this for you. Mm-hmm. If with you, the cost being the sweat equity. That's the equity. Yeah. Yep. You're going to pay the man. That's, that's what's up. You're going to put, you're going to put that time in. I'll program this shit. If you guys are going to do it. If you start dipping off, I'll call you out. I <laughs> you do. asked for it. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah. If I say, what the fuck? No one's doing extra work. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> huh. What's up? I'd be like, someone, then this is what happens. They'll say, hey, is there extra work today? Yeah. I said, where were you yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> Guess what you're doing today? You're doing yesterday. You're doing Shane. yesterday's you're work. You're not doing today's. Really? Yeah, really. That's what you're doing. Don't disappear on me because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll see you leave. But that's that's my call. Some people, I'm not saying you can't put a monetary val- mm-hmm. uh, uh, price on this. I'm not saying it's not it's wrong or right. Mm-hmm. I want it. You know, I don't nickel and dime here. Mm-hmm. Like, if people want to put the work in, I got you. Mm-hmm. Presley puts the work in. Hey, I, that's our that's our fifty fifty, mm-hmm. right? And, I, and that's the cost. Yeah, yeah. You want to, that's the cost. The cost is, but if I'm going to do this and commit to you, you commit to the programming. Didn't charge Emma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alina didn't charge her. And I put tons of time into that type of program. Yeah, to include a plane re- ticket and lodging to go to San Diego or Carson, California yeah, right. you know, when got, she went to the games. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're talking weeks and weeks. It was 16 straight weeks of going to regionals. Yeah. yeah and then and training then, for that yeah. and then making to the games. Well, she and, didn't go to regionals, but it was. Oh, yeah. Because it's teen division. So yeah, she finished. The, yeah. Yeah. It was top 10. Okay. Take it. Whatever. Anyways. And, you know, so for a games competitor, regional competitor, and Emma. Never charge her shit for mm-hmm. any of the Olympic stuff that I ran. And then nothing for Presley. And then all of our people here who want it, nothing. It's They're already paying me, and I want this for them. Mm-hmm. I want them to have that accessibility. But if you have a gym that charges it, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. This is you can afford to You can afford that luxury. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, extra money is cool. Yeah. You know, I, you know, what happens if... What happens if someone doesn't have that extra money, but they want to do it? Do mm-hmm. you say... Sorry, bro. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be that big? Some people are that. I mean, I'm a dick, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we can put a pole up. 
I'm not sure. Is Brody a dick or is he not? I don't know. I might. It might be a 60-40. Not sure. 60 where I'm not and 40 I am. <laughs> oh, wait. I had that backwards. Um, no. But I'm not going to sit here and deny someone who wants something because, once again, this circles all the way back to that. I'm going to segregate someone now because they can't mm-hmm. pay. And they want to put the work in. That's not cool. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. So uh, when we talk about the other costs in terms of the culture, you know, if you have that environment where some of these athletes are perceiving themselves as better than the rest of the family, yeah, you got to do something about that because one, it's either going to cause rift within your community and cause clicks like we've talked about before, which you absolutely do not want in your, in your, in your family. No. Or it's going to cause people to leave. Mm-hmm. which yeah. is going to hurt your pocketbook. Yeah. I, you know, that's a, as much as we love CrossFit, I love doing CrossFit. I love coaching, but there is a dollar amount associated to keep these lights on, you know, to keep these floors clean, <laughs> to replace, you know, the weights when we break them because they yeah, will, they will. Mm-hmm. And, and the, 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 the money has to come in. Yeah. It, it, we talk, I, I run this as a business, mm-hmm. right? We actually, I was going through our business or our notes and that was one of the things we still want to talk about is we run this as a, uh-huh. is this a business or a hobby, or hobby yeah. right? That's going to be a good topic, but you know, I run this as a business, but I think even when you run things as a business, you don't have to be a fucking douche about it. You know, there's, I don't think you don't have to bleed people. Right. And yeah. I'm not saying that this is bleeding people, mm-hmm. but what I am saying that when, what happens if someone can't afford 60, 80, a hundred dollars extra a month on top of the, on you top know, of their, whatever they're paying. Yeah. Because in all honesty, the, the amount of volume that I give out now I'm talking, I program five days a week, additional programming, have a off cycle strength program mm-hmm. when we rotate off and shit. And then we have all of our Sundays, which are three hour sessions. Then we have our Saturdays as well. I charge nothing for that. If I was to put a monetary value on that, you're going to talk it. It's going to be at least a minimum $100 per person that wants to do that. In addition to what they're already paying. In addition to the $140 that they're paying. So I'm not going to do that. People like in New York and California are laughing at that $140. Yeah, they're like, (laughs) $140? That's our... That's our discounted rate. <laughs> this is three eighty five. That's our discounted rate for two days a week. <laughs> yeah, hey, laugh all you want, assholes. <laughs> yeah, you and your warm weather. But you know, yeah. th- it's a matter of economics and it geography is, mm-hmm. because, like, when I was deployed and I was in another country, like, I think their monthly rate was like three hundred dollars U.S. You know, but again, it all has to do with you know locality that, like that is said, a huge impact. It, it, it does cost money. To, to run the gym. If, mm-hmm. if you don't make enough money to run the gym, the gym closed down. The gym closed down. They got nowhere to go anyways, right? And so, if you've never seen a gym close down, what that does to people, boy, I, you, you don't want to see that. You don't want to be a part of that because it, it's, it's painful to watch. You're displacing 100 people. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that's, that sucks. But yeah, so it, there, if you want to charge, I don't, I don't hate on gyms for that. What mm-hmm. I do hate on gyms is for allowing this divide to happen inside their gym. It doesn't yep. affect me, honestly, because I don't, the, the gym next door to me, or down the road, wherever, across the, the world, it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. I think it's stupid. But who it does affect is the people that come from their gym, come to my gym <laughs> as a drop-in, and they talk, they, we talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is affecting people. This isn't Brody saying, Hey Mo, let's talk about this. Cause I know of one instance. No, I've had multiple people do this. I've seen it in the community. I've seen it outside the community. Mm-hmm. It's something I strongly disagree with. Cause we talked about it in the rep shaving. When you get that rift, man, you may never get that fixed. Yeah. If you don't get that fixed, guess what's going to happen? Those people leaving, they're going to start a gym because it's, we've taught it's So they can go yeah. next week and get an L one at, at rogue yep, and, and they can start a gym. They got trainers 
I buy half your membership. Now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. All because of what? Because you put your, you put your competitors on a pedestal. Guess what? They don't pay the bills, bro. Add up your competitors and then add up people who don't do the competitive stuff. You tell me who pays more. <laughs> There's a little bit of an economic disparity there. Yep. You go ahead. Take, take your 10% of your money, um, to, to your 90. Um, so I would say don't do it for the financials. Yeah. Do it because you actually care about your members and you don't want to see them hurt because they should be your family. And um, if, if, if there is a divide and there is a rift, don't be afraid to speak up because sometimes your owners will need a kick in the dick. And sometimes they don't know. You know? God, no, I, 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 know I know you hate that. Yeah, I, just, but, but, I don't but some, believe it. But sometimes, I'm an owner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going on. Think about what you do, Yeah. right? Okay, and say you're super attached to a small segment because you're on a, a larger scale. Yeah where you have multiple people, but if you, if you have a group, okay. And, and it's a subset of your entire scale, mm-hmm. you know, what's going inside of there. Cause you're attached to it every single day. You mm-hmm. see it, you live it, you breathe it, you know it. So you know what's going on. <laughs> so when people, that's just a cop out. Yeah. It is a cop out. If you don't know what's going on inside your gym, then you're not a very good owner because your ear should be to the floor. You should be sit there. You should have the pulse of your members. You should know what's going on. You know, what's right. You know, what's wrong. It's, we're humans, yeah. right? You know what's right. You know what's wrong. When you don't do anything, it shows you don't care. When you don't care, like Mo said, he's going to speak up. And then if you don't change it, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, I, I would be more than willing to give someone the opportunity to, to see what... To, to, to change. To make it, to, to, you know, to, to listen to what I have to say and maybe make a True. change. Right. And, if, and at that point, it's a choice. And, that, and I want to touch on that as an owner. Yeah. I'm not going to change every single thing that someone. No, and you shouldn't, in, right? Because you can't. You it would just be so. You know, we constant have our, chaos if you did that, right? And then people will manipulate it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so he's going to go. So they're going to start. Yeah, they're going to use the shit out of that. But no, if there's a common thread, like hey, like look, we don't like this direction. You know, all of us. Mm-hmm. There's twenty of us. Yeah. Uh, can we do something about it? We love, we love that the people want to put in the extra work and we want to support them at competition because we love to go in and cheer them on and pushing them to representing us mm-hmm. as a gym. But it's just a little loud. If they ignore that, well, that's stupid, mm-hmm. right? Because I tell you what, and we'll close with this. If you get someone at your gym that is a good athlete, right? And they go, say they go to regionals, okay? And they've segregated themselves completely from the populace. Who's going to go watch them? I'm serious. Yeah. In your case, how many purple t-shirts are going to be in the stands? Who's going to go watch your people? Yeah. If they're that, if they're that disconnected from your, all your members and you're going to get us, you could have a gym of 300 people. What happens when only 10 people go watch you? Mm-hmm. You've just achieved something very tough and that's qualifying for regionals in the central East or the central division, not yeah, central which, East, is, which is a, a tall task. Now it is. Yeah. Right. We talked about the difference in it. it you don't, you, those people, your biggest fans until you think you're better than them. And then they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, when we had support from Alina, I mean, they were, we, they were stopping classes, watching it live. Cause you know, the, the time difference, mm-hmm. everybody was included. Every, you know, they couldn't drive the, go to Carson, <laughs> you know, thousand. Yeah, it's expensive. 15 to $2,000. But you want, you should want that as an athlete. You should want your members to be there with you, supporting you, pushing you mm-hmm. and you, in, in all honesty, you know, you should want to do it to represent them, mm-hmm. to represent your community, not just for you. That's not, it, not that it's selfish. It's kind of weird. It's a, it's a fine line. Like if, 
you want to go because you put the work in and you think you earned it. But I think I like the athletes. I like working with people who want to go in order to represent their gym mm-hmm. and their brand mm-hmm. and their, their trainer, their coach more than themselves. Yeah. That sense of pride and that humility. Yeah. Cause those people that I see are like a boy, like Jacob Hepner, who oh, uh, yeah. just kind of the, the amount of integrity that boy has is, um, Man, it's off the charts I'm right not there. Calling him a boy in disrespect. Just, <laughs> just that's awesome, and that's that's the people I like to see succeed. Not these egotistical douchebags that are, you know, oh hey bro, I'm better than you. Oh, what's your time? It's like, <laughs> what's your friend? Like how how dumb is that? Like, you know, or them them message you during the open, only during the open, to ask you what you scored on the open wad. Like, bro, you ain't messaged me all year, and now yeah. all of a sudden you want to talk. I hate that, and people <laughs> who get messages like that hate that. So don't be that person. So just to sum it up, just like we've talked about before with the rep shaving and anything culture related to what it is that we do is, you know, don't let this happen to you. You know, there's going to be a cost. And once you get to a certain point and you let it, this, you let this thing fester and it gets too big, you might not, there might not be a a, a turning point there. there, You might not be able to recover. Yeah. You may not be able to bring it back in. And then, you know, like Mo said, it's when you, when you have a community and you start losing that attachment to them, it's, it's, you don't want that. No. I, as an owner, I don't want that. He's a trainer yeah. and a coach. He don't want that. He would hate to see. I would it, hate to see my, you know, my, my family fall right. apart. Yeah. I would absolutely hate that. So, and so it's, it's on every level. It's just, you can either a put a stop to it and like, Hey, maybe you are that gym that's listening that you do do this. You can ignore the fuck out of me. I don't care. What mm-hmm. do I know? Right. Um, only it's your members coming and talking to me about this. Though. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I'm saying, Mo, <laughs> the truth hurts, but it is. I don't hear, I hear about this from other members. I yeah. don't make this shit up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's in my community. Oh no, I, I've had uh, you know walk-ins I mean? tell me the same thing, yeah. you know? So I'm hearing this. It ain't, it ain't fake. No. So look in the mirror. Are you doing this? And then be honest with yourself. Is it affecting your community? Is it affecting your gym? The change you have to meet, make are fucking minor. Don't drop the barbell while I'm at the whiteboard. Okay. Don't don't talk so loud that I my our members can't hear us going the over the instruction yeah. for the day because they need it. They yep. want to hear it. They're paying for it. Don't be that. Okay. And don't think that you who finished fucking um 450th 450th in the region that you think that you're better than the next because you're not. Because 450 is nothing. You want to be a top tier athlete. You know, you got to get in that top 20, bro. Yeah. And even when you do, you still ain't that cool. Yeah. There's still a fight to be fought. And guess what? Even if you win games and you're number one in the world, you're still no better than this person who just started CrossFit. You guys are equal. You all need the same thing because guess what? You fucking started what they did. Yep. Every last one of us. Every, and, every last one of us started what they did. And, you know, I think we can just sum it up with, are you willing to pay the price of, of, of are you willing to pay the price? Whatever I, that is. Yeah. yeah. So, call to action for this week. Why don't you go ahead and tag us in Instagram, repping your box. Let's see those t-shirts. Let's yeah, see those let's logos. See those man. Yeah, let's see those logos on the wall. Let's see the banners, you know. Let's see some PRs. I wear a size large. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> large, and I like t-shirts. Extra large for my... Um, yeah, and Brody likes three-quarter length uh, shirts, so... Yeah, preferably blue. I have tons of blue. <laughs> All right, I think that does it for this week. I'm Mo, and I'm out. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com.
Stop segregating your members. Brought to you by Kroger Organic Chips. And no one in particular brewing company. Yes. Sponsor us. Make our own beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make us a one more rep beer. <laughs> one, one more rep brew. Dude. That'd be so sick. It'd be like 20%. <laughs> no, I want to taste good. I would have to do a... One I haven't really seen them do would be a... Uh, like a Belgian. Mm. Mm. I like you. You read a Kolsch? Mm. Yeah, those are pretty legit. Oh yeah, you gave me one here. Yeah, Mo. I drink. I drink a lot of beer here. <laughs> okay, so stop segregating your members. What does this mean? Splitting your general members from your competitive athletes or Gen Pop, as we like to call them, on the yard. You know, back when I did my stint. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know you were on the yard, bro. <laughs> Um, fuck. <laughs> What's a fucking episode, dude? Uh, uh, oh, why do people hate CrossFit? No, no, no. Are we, no. we talking about it in that one? Yeah, we talked about that one in rep shaving. The beauty of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> we messed up, but you don't know. <laughs> Unless the, may, Mo makes us an outtake. <laughs> Which probably, it probably should, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs>